Blog Talk Radio. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast with Michael Boldea. All right, welcome to the program and thank you for joining us. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast. I am, as always, your humble host, Michael Boldea. And uh, yet another week has come and gone. We're still here. Uh, it's kind of chilly in Wisconsin, but there is sun. So you can't have it all. But, you know, given that it is already December, uh, at least we're not being battered by snow. So uh, you, you, you take what you can get and a little sunshine's good. Vitamin D is healthy for you. Uh, today is December the 7th, the year of our Lord, 2023. We'll get that out of the way because this is a recorded uh, program. Gino is out of the office. Uh, He is away, but I'm sure he'll pop in the last couple minutes of the program and uh, share his, uh, you know, singular point of view, his his very uh, individual point of view. But until then, you've got me. So here we are. A few things to talk about. Uh, the world is still the world. Uh, it's uh, on a slow boil, and anything can just bloop, uh, put it over the edge. But until then, uh, again, there's, there's, there really is no levity. But I did run across something uh, this morning that made me smile. And if it makes me smile, then that's uh, the best I can do. I can't guarantee that it makes you smile because there's different kinds of people with different kind of views that listen to this program. But last night uh, during the Republican debate, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, of all people, uh, said the quiet part out loud. Uh, He uh, I guess the discussion came to to transgenderism and if. Children should be allowed to uh, irreparably uh, butcher themselves or allow themselves to be butchered just because, you know, they think it'll get them a little clout in elementary school. And he said the quiet part out loud, something that I've been saying for a long time. It's a mental disease. It's a mental disorder. No, children shouldn't be allowed to choose something like this. After the age of 21, Godspeed, do whatever you want. Technically, it's a free country. But given that it's a mental disorder, children should not be allowed to make the choice of uh, having bits and pieces of themselves removed permanently. And uh, I think that his statement will likely uh, stir the ire of... uh, estrogen-fueled men uh, missing their franks and beans, Uh, because I I guarantee you there's going to be blowback to this. He said it. I respect him for saying it. Look, I I know a lot of people, Nikki Haley, she's great. Listen to what she said. Well, no, we shouldn't restrict anything. If if you're four years old and you decide that you want to be a girl, by all means, Bobby, go stand in line. Somebody will be there to snip, snip. So, uh, by the way, another thing that happened from uh, what I saw, because I didn't watch it all. I can't. I was reading stories to my kids. Today is uh, 
Melina's birthday. She turned six. So uh, we were uh, getting ready with the cake. We were, uh, or actually cake pops. Uh, she took cake pops to school uh, this morning. Uh, but yeah, my, my, my little girl is six, which is scary to me because uh, in 10 years, she'll be a licensed driver. So uh, that, that, that's something that'll sober you up quite readily, even if you don't happen to drink. So, uh, yeah, last night we read stories. We had a little family fun. We uh, talked about the things that we're thankful for. So it was good. Uh, I didn't I – didn't, oh, hold on a minute. I got to watch Chris Chrissy talk about his vision for America. The, read the room, guy. Why is Chris Christie still in the race? I'm sure that somebody promised them something. Uh, at, at some point, it's going to be painfully obvious, if it isn't already, that you're never going to get the nomination honestly. If you get the nomination, then, then Joe Robinette Biden, with his corn pop story, is going to win by such a massive landslide that it'll, it'll, it'll be mind-blowing. Nobody in the Republican Party is voting for Chris Christie. And uh, that's another thing I saw was that uh, Mr. Ramasawamy took a couple good jabs at uh, Chris Christie. You know, I'm a chunky fellow, and I know how Chris felt when he was told to go have a good lunch. Just walk away, go have a good lunch. Enjoy the pie, Chris. But uh, look, he's not reading the room. And uh, I, I, I know some people have feelings about Ramaswamy. I don't think he's going to be the nominee either. I think uh, unless something happens to the big orange man, he's likely a shoe-in. But I like the fact that this man is willing to stand up and uh, say the quiet parts out loud. By the way, he completely obliterated uh, Nikki Haley. Uh, he should have just given her an aspirin and a Band-Aid afterwards. And everything he said was true. Uh, I, I've never been a fan of Nikki Haley. And I know, because she's a woman and you're a misogynist. By the way, we're going to talk about that too. Because uh, I, I have friends that like to uh, poke the bear. So uh, every time somebody leaves any sort of uh, comment on uh, rumble or on uh the the ministry website they're quick to to copy paste it and go hey did you see this I'm like stop i i look i'm having an an enjoyable coffee i woke up this morning did a little writing had a nice cup of coffee and then boom they sent me this because they they, they like to see my reactions they're they're not always uh i shoot from the hip it is what it is so we're going to talk about that too uh, because apparently, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm a misogynist, but don't get too freaked out. I'm in good company because evidently so is the Apostle Paul. Now, I, I will say this before we get into it, and we're going to, because I'm not angry. I don't get angry, but I'm frustrated. Uh, when, when you take feminist dogma... And you place it above what the Word of God says, and you try to uh, minimize the Word of God. You try to cast shade and throw shade at authors of the Bible. And we have a story, by the way, 
of uh, who was it? I saw this. I'm like, we're going to talk about this. Uh, yes, uh, a, 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 a female pastor. I know you like to pick on the women. If the shoe, if, if the high heel pump fits, uh, a female pastorette said that Jesus was xenophobic, hurting, and not his best self when he called uh, the woman at the well a dog. So uh, again, this this. When you start talking about individuals like Paul, like Jesus, like Peter, and filtering them through feminist doctrine and concluding that they were less than and that they shouldn't be listened to because of the way you view the world. I'm sorry, feminism is your religion. Feminism is your God. We're going to get into this. We're going to get into the comment because there was a couple of things that kind of stood out that we have to talk about because contrary to this individual's belief, no, it's not a difference or a disagreement of theology. When you tell me that you, you, you stood before God, saw him face to face, sat on his lap, braided his beard, and he asked you for advice of how he should run the world, it's not a disagreement of theology. It's heresy. It's heresy. You have nothing in common with the God of the Bible. You have nothing in common with the Bible itself. You're a delusional woman that made up stories that other delusional women believe. Period. Let's not beat around the bush. Yes, Vivek Ramaswamy was right. Transgenderism is a mental disorder. And yes, I'm right when I tell you that if anyone claims to see God face to face and play with his beard, they're being heretical. It's a lie from the pit of hell. If someone like Moses couldn't see the face of God, just, just out of the corner of his eye, got a whiff of his back, you're telling me that a woman whose entire story is about going to heaven in a porta potty Got a chance to sit on God's lap, braid his beard, and, you know, have a laugh. Tell him how, you know, he was wrong about picking a guy like Paul because he was such a misogynist. And, you know, Jesus could have done better. What are you people smoking? Honestly. This is modern-day Christianity. We're trying to fit a square peg in a round hole because feminism. It's what the book says. Argue with the book. Anyway, Connor's birthday today. I know I mentioned it, but I need to calm down because I haven't had a lot of coffee. But the one I'm having seems to be overly caffeinated. And uh, some things just, just rub my rhubarb the wrong way. This being one of them. So uh, that happened last night. I think uh, Nikki Haley's about to drop out because she, she just, I mean, she got mauled. And everything, everything that was said about her was true. I, you're just picking on the one female up there. Well, there's two females up there. Chris Christie is a big old girl. He's still there. He got mauled too. Look, I, I, don't, I don't think this, this, this is... It, it's it's pointless. At this juncture, the debate or the debates are pointless. 
So there, there's two possibilities going into next November. And I know you're thinking to yourself, that's so far away. It's not, really. It's less than a year. So either uh, they, they, they do something really gnarly, and there are no elections, or um, they'll make it in such a way where mail-in voting uh, is going to be a foregone conclusion. And uh, once again, the man who doesn't know his own name, the blunderer-in-chief himself, will win by a very, very narrow margin. I don't know, 15 people nationwide. But hey, you got to trust it. You got to trust the electoral system because if we don't trust the electoral system, what do we have? Well, we have uh, quasi-socialists, if not outright communists, that learn from other communists how uh, you manipulate elections. You sue here, you make a new law there, uh, you, you throw in a few uh, mail-in ballots, and uh, voila, here we are. A man who can't put a sentence together to save his life is El Presidente. By the by, pardon me while I sip from my delicious beverage. I know you heard that. I sipped before I asked for permission. But... Uh, I, I like to drink my coffee while it's still hot, and these styrofoam Dixie cups really aren't keeping anything hot longer than 10 minutes. Uh, by the by, as uh, I, I said a few seconds ago, American Prophetic, I told you, what was it, a month ago? Right after this, this, this whole thing with Israel and Hamas and the, and the Gaza Strip blew up. I told you that this administration was just looking for an excuse to throw Israel under the bus. Uh, right after the program last week, that was the big news story of the weekend, was that indeed uh, we found a way and we're trying actively to throw Israel under the bus. Now, I know that some people, very few thankfully, uh, are, are trying to equate Hamas with Israel. So they've asked for my position. What's your position? Do you? Th so this is just to clarify. Right? This is my position, my personal position. If someone declares that their singular purpose in this world is the extermination of you, your family, and your people, you have the right to take preemptive action to defend you, your family, and your people. I believe that anyone throughout the world has the basic right to go to sleep on a given night and not wake up to see the last thing that they'll ever see on this planet, their baby being beheaded. That's what I believe. If you try to equate what Hamas is doing with what Israel is doing, you're wrong and you need to repent. The one thing that can happen and that should happen is that the Palestinian Authority should surrender every single Hamas member 
to the Israeli force and, and be done with this because bloodshed is bloodshed and it's evil and it's wrong. But you can't ask an entire nation to sit on its hands while others are trying to exterminate them. So that's my position. Because oh, there's so much going on this week, and a lot of it has to do with the church. I'm getting emails left and right. What, what do you think about flat earth and round earth? I think it's an argument that at this juncture the church shouldn't be having because there are bigger fish to fry. How about them apples? Now, let's get into, I, it's a woman pastor. I know, see, I pick on the women. Uh, a pastorette said that Jesus was xenophobic and hurting and not his best self when he called a woman at the well a dog. I well, I, I, I now we know why he picked Paul, huh? Paul was that way too. He was xenophobic and misogynistic. Amanda Hambrick Ashcraft. I love the two last name females. By the way, if if you're dating a woman, if you're single and looking to marry and uh, be in wedded bliss. If she insists on the two last name thing, run. Run. A man will leave his mother and father, so will a woman, and cleave to his wife, becoming one. But, 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 stop. This, this, is, this is the kind of nonsense feminism produces. This is the kind of uh, pastor feminism produces. And even before seeing her name, I would have guessed she's got the two last name thing. Amanda Hambrick Ashcraft is the woke pastorette of Middle Church in Manhattan, New York City. During a recent sermon, she made a host of claims about Jesus, saying he was xenophobic. Ooh, he was a xenophobic racist. Well, there you go. See? That, that, better than just xenophobic. Jesus was a xenophobic racist who was tired and stressed out when he dealt with the woman at the well, treating her poorly because he was hurting and not his best self. She insists that Jesus was acting the way he was acting, being rude and dismissive, because hurt people hurt people. I'm not... Mm, see, there, there's a lot I can say, but I'm biting my tongue. I'm, I'm biting my tongue at this juncture, because I could unload both barrels full tilt to the face. But I'm trying to be a nice guy. It's my daughter's birthday. I'm going to leave here and, and, and wait for her to get out of school and maybe take her to the park because it's nice out. So I, I, I choose to be the better man. I know. Imagine if I was a woman, how great a woman I'd make. She insists that Jesus was acting the way he was acting, being rude and dismissive. Because hurt people, hurt people. Jesus, she claims, still had a lot of growing up to do. 
Thank you, Pastorette Amanda Hambrick Ashcraft, for being so dismissive about the Son of the Eternal God who came to this earth to die for your sins. That you can judge his character and malign it. Because your worldview is not biblical. Your worldview is through the prism of feminism. I know. See, I'm making friends everywhere. I'm sure I'll get a lot of screeds. Again, I've made my position clear. Biblical responsibilities of a man and a woman. And about what God says regarding both. Uh, there, apparently, this person that left the comment, because I, I read through it this morning, uh, apparently, I, I know for certain they've never met me or my wife, because otherwise they wouldn't have written what they wrote. But it, it, hilarity will ensue. I guarantee you, I promise you that hilarity will ensue. But first, we're going to be done with uh, Amanda Hambrick Ashcraft's uh, dissection of uh, Christ's xenophobic racism and toxic masculinity. Jesus, she claims, still had a lot of growing up to do, and the woman at the well pulled a fast one on him and forced him to change his mission and start ministering to Gentiles before changing the world. Madam, might I say that you're so lost, you need a map. But this is, this, this is what this generation has produced. And again, if a guy was saying this, I'd be just as hard on the guy. Look, Todd White. The, the, the man with the cornrows. He said he hasn't told a lie in 18 years. And after seeing that, he said, oops, maybe I have. I kid. But mm, pastor evangelist and, uh, well, apparently magic healer, told uh, Todd White continues to offer novel interpretations of the Bible and assessments of his own spiritual walk Recently claiming that he hasn't told a lie in nearly 20 years since the day he was saved. That was probably a lie. Not going to lie. That was probably a lie. For a brief time, many had thought the notorious heretic, and you understand the bias of the person writing this article just by the way they framed it, had repudiated his false beliefs after delivering an emotional sermon where he admitted that he was not preaching the full gospel, leaving people to wonder if he'd been saved. We put on our discernment caps and explained that this is how we would know he was repentant. Sadly, the next week, he demonstrated that he was not. So, uh, wow, I'm not even going to get into this because I know there's kids listening, but some of his claims, a bit raunchy. Uh, kind of gross. Sorry, it just is. 
if you have to go to those extremes to make your point, you probably shouldn't try to make your point. But uh, regarding the lying thing, he said, I've honestly, I've been saved for 18 years. I've not lied for 18 years because it's sin to me. Well, it, it, it's sin to God, too. So, But to say that you've never told a lie in 18 years, I don't know. When I found out that Satan is the father of lies and I found out that God is my father, I'm not partnering with the father of lies for one more moment in my life. It's not going to happen. Well, this is this is just elementary fluff. I don't know if this was a declaration per se that he hasn't lied in 18 years. Perhaps he was just trying to explain that he's been striving and that we all fall short sometimes. I mean, if you got a wife guy and she's packed on 60 pounds and she asks, do I look as thin as the day you met me? Uh, I, it's, you don't have a black eye. You're not wearing an eye patch. So you likely said yes. Okay? So white lie, trying to you know, spare her feelings, whatnot, still a lie. <sighs> now, and other church news, because there's always church news. Apparently, there's a, a pastor by the name of Sam Collier. Uh, he, he goes by uh, the title of apostle, of course, because you, you're either an apostle or a prophet, you know. No, nobody likes to be, uh, you know, floor sweeper. Everybody wants the big titles. Uh, and... <laughs> Apparently, he was accused of infidelity uh, by his wife. And if anyone would know, she likely would, because it's his wife. Explaining that he will take a back seat for a season, and the leadership team will step up while they work it out. I see. However, the church did not post the statement in a permanent location, but rather added it to their Instagram stories, which automatically deleted after 24 hours. A few days ago, Tony Collier, Sam's wife, shared on Instagrams that she was seeking a divorce for her hus- from her husband, citing discovering and enduring repeated acts of infidelity. Well, shame on him. I know I that, that's misogynistic. It's not. I'm so, shame on him. It's not. I your your reaction is so Pavlovian that even if I say something unkind about a guy, you're still gonna jump at my throat. So at this point, I'm just gonna have fun with it. All right. She was seeking a divorce from her husband, citing divorce, uh, discovering and enduring repeated acts of infidelity over the course of years. And writing that despite seasons of hope, attempted reconciliation and counseling, after recently discovering more infidelity, I realized this wasn't a sustainable or God-honoring marriage anymore. And uh, to that, Mr. Collier, uh, a man known for his apostleship, responded, I, let me sip from my coffee. It's it's not even hot anymore, but you know what? It is what it is. 
His response was thus. Tony Collier is a liar and an abuser. It is documented that she has abused me our entire marriage and wants to continue to. I asked Tony not to do this, as well as our team and our lawyers. She's not divorcing me. We're divorcing each other. And I tried to divorce her seven times. And she begged me to stay and kept abusing me. I will tell more of the story later. I hope you have enough clothesline in airing your dirty laundry apostle. And I use the term as loosely as humanly possible. Oh, mercy. So... Unbelievable. This is what's happening in the American church. Apparently, uh, now, uh, you know, look, if your marriage is in trouble, the last thing you should be concerned about is hurting your brand. Because I'm reading further into this. Uh, Dude. Your brand? Really? Your brand? Uh, Somebody needs to take a pin to your inflated ego. That's all I'm going to say about that. But yes, uh, it it would have hurt his brand. Now his brand is dirt. So uh, I'm sure that, you know, a couple of rinse cycles in a few months and uh, he'll be back. Uh, and and the people aren't going to say anything. They're going to they're going to. Oh yeah, welcome back, Pastor. Dude, dude. You, you for better or worse, till death do you part. The fact that you tried to leave her seven times tells me everything I need to know. Look, a a marriage requires compromise from both parties. In order for a marriage to work, you need to give a little and she needs to give a little. But it does not mean that the hierarchy that God established goes away or becomes nullified. Now, in case you thought I was done with uh, our sisters in the Lord, Beth Moore preached at Duke University. Uh, And as she puts it, she left the Southern Baptist Convention and now she's free to cut loose. I'm sure there's a sermon about how Paul was a misogynist in her future. Uh, She preached a morning service at Duke Chapel at the prestigious Duke University in Durham, North Carolina. Uh, So, yeah, uh, welcome uh, those of you seeking truth at Duke. Uh, What does the Bible matter? 
I, well, it matters, but you have to understand that Paul was a misogynist. It's in the book. All right? He, he, he doesn't say, I expect women to wash your feet when you come home. Just, I do not permit a woman to do what? Come on. Do you know it? Do you know it? I do not allow or permit a woman to teach or exercise authority over a man. Because this is the way that God deemed it so. I know it hurts. Oh, don't do that. Well, somebody has to. But now let's get to this comment. Let's dissect. I know but you could be talking about so many other things. Look, the, the, the entire nation, and for that matter, the world, is in flux right now. One errant spark will set this tinderbox aflame. The Ukrainians are realizing that they can't win this. The Russians are realizing that they've already won They're waiting for concessions from the Europeans while Mr. Robinette Biden is insisting with a feebled fist that we can't let Russia win. Uh, Unless you're willing to go boots on the ground war with the Russians, which I I for one would uh, counsel against. Oh, oh, oh. And did you see that? Uh, Who was it? Blinken? It was Blinken or it was the other guy, the the African-American that's high up in the government. He actually threatened the American people with sending their kids off to die if they didn't approve another round of funding for Ukraine. I saw this article, I think it was uh, Monday or Tuesday. He actually said, if if we don't approve more funding for Ukraine, we're going to have to send troops. We're going to have to go boots on the ground. Really? Is that what we're going to have to do? So the entire world's a tinderbox. There's no, there's no place you can look and go, well, that looks like a peaceful place. And things are only going to get demonstrably worse because it will shift to a war of resources globally. And that's when the real pain starts. So let's get into this. Like I said, don't know who this person is. I'm sure that it's either uh, an individual that should probably get off soy uh, and tofu, or it is uh, a sister in the Lord. Uh, and uh, this individual's handle on Rumble is Bababoo. I don't know what that means, but again. So, yeah, we're going to have a little fun. I know, I know this. I, it's petty and it's small, but it's Thursday. What am I going to do on a Thursday morning before having to go pick up my kid from school? Allow me to sip from my delicious beverage. We'll get into this. Have a couple chuckles, maybe open our eyes a little bit. I don't know. We'll see. Ah, all right. You like to take digs at women. No. 
I made this very clear the last program. It, 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 gender is irrelevant to me. When they're wrong, they're wrong. When they're teaching heresy, they're teaching heresy. It's not a disagreement. It's not a theological viewpoint that is different than mine. It's unbiblical. That's, that's the one thing that I want to point out more than anything else because lunatics abound. Crazies are everywhere, and and if if your position is well, it's just a theological agree- disagreement about things that the Bible is not clear on, sure. But about the things the Bible's clear on, it's not a theological disagreement any longer. It is heresy. You like to take digs at women. Mike Murdoch is there grifting people in the name of the Lord, taking the last dime and hope from the poor, but you say he's better than a woman with whom you have a theological disagreement. Mike Murdoch, as sleazy as he is, as disgusting of a human being as he is, does not present himself as a prophet of the Lord who's had face-to-face interactions with the God Almighty. If anyone is still sending Mike Murdoch money, then they deserve what they get. Obvious to anyone willing to see that he's a liar and a gross human being. But, He does not come under the mantle or authority of a prophet the way these women do. It's one thing to get built for a few bucks. It's another to lose your way and walk away from God. The few bucks can be made back. It's a hard road to dig yourself out of the pit once you've you've grown so disillusioned with the God of the Bible that you throw your hands up in the air, you don't exist, and if you do, you're a misogynist, and I want nothing to do with you. One is bad, the other is worse. It is not a theological disagreement. It is unbiblical and demonstrably heretical. But you say he's better than a woman with whom you have a theological disagreement for daring to share it instead of shutting up and obeying a man. Like Mike, perhaps? It's, 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 it's about obeying God, not obeying a man. I'm sorry, but people who think they're Napoleon also share their feelings or their assertions or whatever else. It doesn't make them any less crazy. It doesn't make them any less insane. The difference and the problem is that these women are coming with the authority of God in tow. They're calling themselves prophetesses. And if you understand what the word prophet or prophetess means, it means that they are speaking on behalf of God. They are delivering messages straight from the throne room. And why wouldn't they? They sat on his lap and braided his beard. So for you to minimize what they are doing, 
just to support the notion of feminism is disingenuous and wrong. Bible doesn't take women tell women to take orders from men. No, the Bible tells women to take orders from God and not speak in his name and not say the things he didn't say. Because the Bible also says, Woe unto those who say the Lord saith and the Lord did not. And I can prove that the Lord did not because what they're saying happened biblically is impossible. No man can see God and live. But I sat on his lap and braided his beard and we had tea and God said, How do you think I'm doing? And I said, You know what? Pretty good, pretty good, but... Uh, I, I think you need a, a, a woman's perspective. I mean, more color, less war, maybe. I don't know. Uh. Paul was an extremist. So I'm, I'm well, they, Paul was an extremist and Jesus was a xenophobic racist. Hmm. So the guy who wrote two-thirds of the Bible was an extremist. And the Son of God who came to reconcile men unto God was a xenophobic racist. Why, why, why would I want to associate myself with a faith or a religion whose two most prominent individuals was a xenophobic racist and an extremist. These are, these are your words, madam or sir. Paul was an extremist. So, let's, let's continue because I don't, I'm, I'm trying to show grace and I'm trying not to get angry. Like I said, it's my kid's birthday today. That's likely the only thing keeping me from saying all the things that I would say. Because to pass a value judgment on somebody that wrote two-thirds of the New Testament, to pass a value judgment on somebody that was likely beheaded for the cause of Christ because his words contradict feminism you know do I need to say more? You know. If feminism is your God, so be it. But don't, don't conflate the two. Just because you say Paul was an extremist, it doesn't make him so. Just because, what was her name? Amanda Hambrick Ashcraft says Jesus was a xenophobic racist. It doesn't make it so. Paul was an extremist. 
He said his views were his, such as that no one should be getting married unless they are losing their mind with lust. Well, Paul, Paul was also a, a lifelong bachelor. So if he could control his biology, he assumed that other men might too. But he also said it's better to marry than to burn. Now he was wrong. Why? He spoke from personal experience having been a lifelong bachelor. But he also allowed for the reality that eh, some men can't control their biology quite as readily as he so he said, sure, you know, if you can't, if you're burning with lust, find yourself a wife. He was being very chatty. And then men twist his meaning to dominate women. Look, I, I don't know any authentic, mature Christian that uses Paul's words to, quote-unquote, dominate women. Sorry, that's not the kind of circle I run around in. That's not to say that we disregard the Word of God and put women in positions that the Word of God says they shouldn't be in. Yes. I am the head of my household. Yes, when it comes to certain decisions, I have the final say. Does that mean I dominate my wife? Like I said, I'm certain you've never met my wife if you think for an instant that I dominate my wife. I would like to hear from her. Well, if wishes were horses, you'd have a stable. My wife has a career. My wife is an exceptional human being who's excellent at her job, who's been in national magazines for her job, and she's not interested in coming onto the program just to confirm what I say or make you feel better about your position. Anyone who knows my wife knows how far off you are from the reality of it. But we're still going to do this because it has to be done at some point. You need to separate your feminist ideology from the word of God and decide which you will pursue. And yes, if you pursue the word of God, you're going to have to swallow your pride about some things. I hurt. I know. I have to swallow my pride about some things too. But guess what? That's what big boys and girls do. They don't try to throw shade at Paul and Jesus. Oh, xenophobic, racist, and extremist. They submit to the authority of the gospel. They submit to the authority of the word. I would like to hear from her. Well, like I said, if wishes were horses... She's too busy in the kitchen barefoot making muffins. <laughs> See, again, I had to. That was a joke. It was a funny joke. Some of the people that listen to this program, that I know listen to this program, thought it was a funny joke. 
But that just made you fly off the handle, didn't it? She's either letting you think you're the boss or she's just ignoring you. No, she's in a biblical marriage and has been for 23 years. And we have two beautiful children that our marriage produced. I know, I know. What, you're not divorced seven times? No. No. I was married June 17th, the year 2000. We just went through the 23 years of marriage. If she's faking being happy, she's really good at faking. Either letting you think you're the boss or she's just ignoring you. Look, I I know everything about you just by these last couple of sentences. I understand a, a, a man did you dirty. I'm sorry about that. It wasn't me. It wasn't Paul. It wasn't Jesus. I hope she doesn't have low self-esteem. See, now, 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 now you're poking the bear. You're lucky it's my kid's birthday. Again, anyone that knows my wife knows that her self-esteem is, is anything but low. I married a beautiful woman, inside and out. She's an amazing mother. She's an amazing wife. She's amazing at her job. She doesn't suffer from low self-esteem. She doesn't binge eat. She doesn't weigh 600 pounds and can't get out of the house. But long before we decided to get married, I think it was like 1997, we sat down, me and her, and I said, I love you, and I plan on making you my wife, but there are stipulations. First of which, we're going to have a biblical marriage. That means I will love you as Christ loved the church. I will give my life for yours at the drop of a hat, no questions asked. But in return, you have to submit to the authority that is mine by the Word of God. See, it's it's not a one-way street. It's not as though my wife is submissive and I, I, I do nothing but beat her with a whip and ask for more muffins. She submits to my authority as head of our household. I love her as Christ loved the church, wherein I'm willing to give my life for hers. I provide for my family. I do my utmost to to, to give them a life that is the best I can do every single day. And see, that doesn't set a good example for your daughters you don't know my daughters you don't know my wife and if my daughters grew up to be like their mother 
then that's really all I could ask for them and for my future sons-in-law. Because if they are like their mother, chances are better than good that neither of them will come home crying and, and, and red-eyed, <laughs> we got a divorce. Yeah, I know. I, it's, it's common practice in the American church. I'm sure it is. Look, the apostle uh, <laughs> that we talked about today, what was his name? Ah, Apostle Collier. He tried to divorce his wife seven times. And I guess this last time finally stuck. So, I don't know. Maybe, maybe the lesson for today is look at the fruit of someone's life before jumping to conclusions that you're so far off the mark with. It's just laughable. So, uh, again, I know I've, I've endeared myself, as always, to the Beth Moore contingent, to, to the princesses and the queens and those without whom the world would cease to spin. I, is it spinning? I don't know. I guess without whom the world would, would continue to not be sedentary? I, it's, I'm confused. I don't know. If you watch that debate, that was sad on both cases. Both sides. I, I, that's, the, that's the beauty of me. I'm not trying to make friends. I just tell you the truth. So bigger fish to fry. Uh, a lot more problems in today's church than uh, the, the flatter round debate. One of them being individuals like uh, Amanda Hambrick Ashcraft who has no problem or shame in saying that Jesus was a xenophobic racist. So we have bigger fish to fry, kids. That's all I'm saying. Now, uh, please continue to keep Brother Roy in your prayers. Please say a prayer for my dad. Uh, He's going through some stuff, so I would appreciate that. Uh, and, and if you happen to be a woman, yes, you can pray for other people. Yes, it's biblical. Now, the problem is when we get into that whole, eh, you know, teaching men thing. I, I know Paul was an extremist, but uh, we can disregard all the Bible just by saying the person who wrote this or that didn't meet our standard or criteria. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you for being with us. I hear that Gino's crackling on the other line, so I'm sure he's got a list of stuff that he is about to wow you with. You'll look back on these last 56 minutes and ask, why didn't Gino talk the whole hour? I don't know. But anyway, God bless you. God keep you. Um, We'll see you next week, Lord willing. And until then, Gino... It's all yours. Thank you, Mike. Uh, First of all, I want to say happy birthday to your lovely daughter. My wife and I both say that. And, you know, I work with Mike, and I got to tell you, his marriage is an example to others of what a good marriage, godly marriage should be. And when you work with someone and you observe that, that is commendable. To me, 
I have a great marriage, but I want to say one thing. Anyone in the faith, you know, God says in Malachi, he hates divorce. Then the church better hate divorce. It says adulterers will not inherit the kingdom of God. So there shouldn't be adultery in the church. You know, God lays out, without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. And yet, churches today, people today, are okay with divorce. You know, and when God says he hates something, you better hate it better despise it. The last point I want to make is the world's a tinderbox. Like Mike said, what match will be thrown to ignite World War III or ignite the war that Dimitri mentioned? Not so much a war, but judgment on the United States. So it's not going to take much for this to happen. We are literally at the door of the fall of the, of America and a civil war, ultimately one day Russia and China attacking the U.S. And I just think there's so many fires right now, war, rumors of war, and they're going to get worse, that any spark could ignite it, anyone. And says, when you see the day approaching, when you see these things happening, take heed because you can't say that we're going to have peace, peace, safety, safety. You have to say, get ready for the world, judgment, book of revelation, tribulation. All these things are around the corner. So we should be holy, walk clean, despise and hate those things God hates and never endorse them, never say that they're okay. You know, it's sad the divorce rate in the church is despicably sad. We should be the best at raising our families and in our marriage and an example to the world when you have Christ of how you run your family and not run it, but live and nurture your family. So, you know, with that, when Mike shares about marriage, he, he's a good, good example of what a good marriage is with his wife and kids and we get too many calls and too many reports of marriages that aren't good but we will pray for them and pray for restoration of the home we surely want to pray for that not the ruin of the home but restoration i want to finish by saying if you support this program again we're giving out our promise the promise christmas christmas cd uh, if you email handofhelpoffice at AOL.com and you'd like a Christmas CD called The Promise, we will send that CD to you with a little number nine envelope. And feel free to whatever donation you want to give, give it towards Hand of Help's ministry uh, because we continue to help the widows and orphans of Romania. Thank you for listening to The Light of Truth. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast, The Light of Truth, with Michael Baldea. If you would like to order a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website at handofhelp.com. If you have questions about our ministry, you can email us at handofhelpoffice at aol.com or simply call us at 920-206-9910. God bless you. They are